Hey guys, welcome back to Lash Boss Radio. This is Shelby, your host, and today you're going to listen to an interview with Maggie Kaiser, also known as Mag's Lashes on Instagram. You may know her from her training courses that she has online or maybe even her lash shirts or jewelry that she sells. She's really easy to talk to and I feel like we covered a ton of ground with this episode, so I'm really excited for you guys to hear it. I hope you enjoy listening to it as much as I enjoyed recording with her. And without further ado, here is Maggie. Okay, Maggie, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I'm really excited. I am too. I've, it's, a, it's been a long time coming. I know. I feel like we've been talking about this for since like six months ago, but. Fine. You know what? Good things take time, so it's going to be fine. Um, so let's get started with your, I guess, background. How did you get into the beauty industry and why did you choose lashes? So I have two older sisters. Um, one is 10 years older than me and one is, she's going to kill me if she listens to this. I think she's five or six years older than me. I can never get her age right. Um, but my oldest sister does hair and she did that right out of high school, was just really, uh, just kind of a hustler. She made a good name for herself and um, I, I loved watching her grow up and I'm like, you know what? I want to be like her. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do um, growing up. I didn't really have an idea of like, oh, I want to be this or I want to be that. And literally once I was out of high school, I was scrolling through Instagram and a couple of, a couple of girls that I went to school with started post, posting pictures of eyelash extensions. And so I texted them. I was like, hey, tell me about these lashes. Like, um, how are they applied? How much do people charge? And all of these different things. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we started kind of talking about that. And I was literally like, I remember this like it was yesterday. I was laying in the middle of our living room floor. And I'm like, this is so easy. Like, this is easiest money I could make and I could grow a clientele quick and like it's just an easy thing overall like I could totally do this like for the first time in probably my whole life until up until that point I was like yeah I've got this like I can totally do it (laughs) and so um I started asking around I was like all right well where did you guys go to school how much did that cost and so I went over to um I went to Taylor Andrews for their master aesthetics program and kind of figured out how much that would cost. And it was $14,000 at the time. This was six years ago. Mm -hmm. And for me, that was not going to happen. I didn't grow up with a lot of money. I didn't like to ask my parents for money because I knew we didn't have money. I didn't want to take out a loan or credit cards because I'm like, well, that's debt. And I don't have that money to like pay it off right then. Mm -hmm. And so my boyfriend at the time, who's my now husband, he, um, we were driving around St. George. That's where I'm from. And he said something to me after I went to the school and I was like, I can't do it. It's too much money, whatever. And it, he's, he looked at me and he's like, Maggie, if you want to do it, then do it. Like if you believe in yourself, you can absolutely do it and you can crush it and be amazing at it. And my whole life, I grew up not really believing in myself. I had a lot of negative self-talk. And so that was a really defining moment for me. And I actually get like really emotional about it when I talk to people about it. Mm -hmm. Like all those happy emotions come back. 
um, just because someone believed in me so much and was like, you can absolutely do it. You can crush it and be amazing at it. And so I got my life together a little bit and I went back into the school and I signed up and I graduated really, really fast. I did the program full time um, and I graduated in like seven months. I made sure to go early, stay late, do any extra activities that they had because um, I wanted to just be done and start working and making money. Um, and I learned lashes a couple months into the program and I actually didn't like them. <laughs> Um, I don't feel like I got the best education. My instructor didn't do lashes. And so it's like, okay, here's a couple tips. Um, and here's what you do now. Go and do it. And I'm like, okay, my poor mom was my model. Oh my gosh. And I, I mean, I was so proud of myself, but at the same time, like I wanted to chuck my tweezers across the room. Yeah. So, but after that, like I told myself, I was like, okay, I came to school for this. Like I put all the money and the time in. I'm going to make myself like it. And so I, I made it like a more positive thing for myself. And I would get really excited when I had lash clients um, because I got to go be in one of the aesthetics rooms by myself. No one was telling me what to do and I could just focus on their lashes. And we all know with lashes, like it's so incredible. Once you're done, you get instant gratification. Mm-hmm. And so I just continued with that. I had lashes be my sole focus and <clears throat> the more I did them, the more my name got kind of spread around the school. Like I was the lash person. So um, I just continued from there. I thought that I was freaking top dog. So <laughs> good. And then once I got out of school, I learned that I could definitely improve. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's like where I started. That was probably much longer than it needed to be, but... No, that was a really good explanation. And I feel like when people first, well, when they first get out of school, they're always kind of hit with a reality check, like, because in school, it's just different. Like, you're in a setting where everyone's learning and everyone's pumping you up. Mm -hmm. And then when you're out of school, you're kind of, like, just in the real world and... You start learning a lot about lashes and you're like, oh, I should be doing this and not that. But, like, (laughs) I didn't the best education initially and so Mm -hmm. um one of my friends that had um talked to me about lashes she actually helped me a ton and was like oh you need to jump back and forth from eye to eye and do this and do that and like just a couple different tips and tricks that helped me a ton so I'm really really glad that I had her um and after school I actually got to go work with her which was incredible because I don't think I would have grown as much as I did without her right well that's good that you had that a lot of people um I've I've heard and I I kind of experienced this but not really um you know when they're beginners they they feel like people were really secretive especially a few years ago and weren't wanting to share stuff so that's good that Mm -hmm. you had someone kind of helping yeah well and I've tried to be that same for people like obviously I don't want to give everything away but I've noticed like a lot of people that have messaged me on Instagram and stuff like that. They are so thankful that I took a little bit of time just to even answer a simple question where you've seen on like Lash Funnies um, recently, someone was like, I'm not going to tell you my products. I'm like, I can't freaking believe you humans. I know. Like what? I know. I, I just wish sometimes I could see who these lash artists are and on these posts it I think um 
I commented on that post actually. And I was like, I mean, yeah, it's silly that she's not sharing, but there's so much more wrong with everything in this post. Isn't that the, um, the patch test one that like you should be good or something? Um, not going to, I don't share my ingredients or I, yeah, there's a couple of different posts and they're, I just literally like, sometimes I go back to her page and I just scroll through them and reread stuff because I'm just like, what these are real that? people like yeah. just share. And for me, like, we don't want to be lashing for forever. So I want to help people get to where I am so I can actually say, here, clients, here's a phenomenal lash artist that I trust. Yeah. Instead of like, well, um, I didn't share my secrets and nobody else did. So good luck finding someone. Yeah. Yeah. So now, like, I'm, I feel like I'm going many years uh down the timeline, but you, you own your own place now. So walk me through kind of that whole journey. Like how did that all come about? So after I graduated aesthetic school, things kind of moved quickly. Um, I got married a couple months later, six months after that, we moved from St. George. So Southern Utah up to Salt Lake. And I started lashing in my sister's basement. About a year after that, I got another little office building, um, just down the street, but I didn't want to be <clears throat> in her house anymore. I wanted to be a little bit more professional. Mm -hmm. I went and got that space. Um, I started training with Borboletta around that same time. And so to take care of my clients, I had an assistant come in and start helping me there. And I'm not sure if it was a year later or a little bit sooner than that, but me and Miranda Borboletta, um, we rented a space at a cute little outdoor shopping mall area and we both had our assistants there so all of us could kind of work together. And then when we were out on trainings, our um, assistants took our clients and we were there for about a year. We were literally in a 93 square foot room <laughs> and it was like $800 a month, like so small and so expensive, but it just kind of got started there. And so our lease was coming to an end and um, my husband seriously is the greatest person. Like he is my number one fan and cheerleader. And he, he's like, all right, so like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, well, why don't you get a salon? And I'm like, cause I don't want to worry about a salon. And he's like, but it would be so easy. Like these people want to work with you and do these different things. And so honestly, I just went with the flow. Like I'm a pretty chill person. I'm like, all right, let's try it. Like, what is the worst that can happen? I get a space and literally the worst thing that could happen is I say that I have to go bankrupt. I can still work. I still have my hands. I still have my body. I still have you and you can work. And so I literally like started just telling myself that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I started looking for different places and I found somewhere that's literally five minutes down the street for myself. And, um, my brother-in-law helped me renovate it, which was super awesome. He made me a desk. My brother made me a really cool big eyeball to go in there. So my family's been really, really supportive, which is awesome. Um, so and then cool. a couple girls that work with me actually started out as my clients. Like the girl that helps me manage it, she was one of my clients. She did hair and managed a salon previously. Um, my microblader was also one of my clients. And then... Um, yeah, just different connections like that. And so it wasn't, I was really, really lucky, like how things 
kind of came together. Yeah. I, that's so wild. As you said that, like, that's what happened to me too. A lot of my clients work for me now. And (laughs) isn't that crazy how it's almost like you just start attracting what type of people like you need around you and yes, your team, like a lot of people are like, how, like, can you give me tips on hiring? And I feel like I'm not going to say my worst hires, but I will say my best hires came when I wasn't really trying super hard. And whenever I was just like, accepting like you know the yes. life yeah I am that same way like what I feel like now looking back when I was forcing stuff um like I had a nail person who is a phenomenal nail artist but it just wasn't the greatest hire mm-hmm. um a lot of I a lot of learning experience experiences a lot of frustrations and things like that um but now that I'm looking back, yeah, it was kind of forced. Like when I went to go meet her and like have her do my nails to see how she did things, it wasn't easy flowing. And every single girl I have at the salon now, um, we've got like our little group message and it's the dream team. And we all vibe off each other and we all have something to give and we're all super pumped for each other. Like it is so incredible, like what you can attract. Yeah, I absolutely agree. So, um, you're still training now, but you're, you're doing a lot of online courses. Can you talk a little bit about that? I know one of them, like you just released. Yes. So my main one that I'm working on, well, not working on, it's finished now, um, is my six week online course. So that alone from just the title obviously is completely different than anything else in the industry. But I just noticed, um, partially for me because I struggled really, really bad with volume. Like my first course, I looked around and everyone was whipping out fans and they were able to use these tweezers like it was nothing. And I'm like, what's the big deal here? Like, am I dumb for not being able to get this or like, what is going on? And over the past years, like while training with Borboletta and different things like that, there's always people who catch it and get it in the two days, even with all of the information. And then there's the other people who it's just information overload and there's like all the new information plus the technique plus the model all shoved into two days. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make this a little bit different. I'm going to break it down. I'm going to give them a lot of information, but simplify it for them. And I'm going to let them watch it on their own time. Um, so they're not overwhelmed Mm -hmm. because I don't, I, have been in their shoes and I'm like, I'm not understanding this. I can't make a fan. And so I have like micro or macro shots of fan making. And I tell them like every little detail because in most classes, you're not going to get that because unless it's like a one-on-one, you know what I mean? So I'm trying to make this as, um, flexible and, um, what's the other word I'm looking for? Just basically, I want them to be able to do it on their own time and be as confident as possible. At their own pace. Um, Yeah. So yeah, it's six weeks. So it's a little bit longer, but so far, because part of my, part of that course too is coaching. Mm -hmm. And so far, even just in the first couple of weeks, people are feeling so much more confident in their fan making and their consistency. And a huge part of this course is actually mindset. Um, And I'll go into that in just a second. But, um, I also have goal making because I want each person to start having daily goals and weekly goals and they don't even have to be lash related. They can be, you know, like I want to go to the gym or I want to wake up earlier or, um, 
I want to take a vacation, like anything. Um, I want daily and weekly goals. And so I'm just starting to try and create good habits for people because that is going to get them into the good mindset. Because I noticed for me going into mindset, this past year has been a huge change for me. Um, I don't want to get emotional. <laughs> but last April, my dad died. Gosh, I'm so sorry. Um, ugh. And I really like, I haven't talked to a lot of people about it. But this is when I had a huge change in my own life. Mm -hmm. And um, after he died, I just realized I'm like, I hold a lot of stuff in and I need to start showing my emotion and I need to make sure I can get through this. And so that's when my daily mantras started. And um, I just kind of kept up with it for myself. But I started noticing others really connecting with me. And so I'm like, you know what? I want to start incorporating this into other people's lives because if I can change my mindset and have a more positive mindset, even through such a hard time, mm -hmm. I feel like I can help a lot of other people get through that as well. And so I feel like just my course as a whole is I really am trying to dedicate a lot of what I've gone through and help them get through any hard time that they may have and do it um, at their pace so they're not rushed. Um, I, I really love that. And I think you've, I know how much effort goes into putting your courses online because it's something that we're working on as well. And I feel like you've been working on it for so long and you've even had your four week one for a long time. You've had that one. And, um, it looks like you've really put a lot of work into it and you're not trying to create it so that you can do less work the fact that you're putting coaching into it and you're actually tailoring it to each person, like that's huge. Yeah. I think anyone who's listening, like you should really check that out. I'm, I'm going to put like all the links in the notes, but that's amazing. And I'm so sorry that happened. Um, that's it, huge. It is okay. I like, I got really emotional just barely, um, mm -hmm. but it has taught me a lot. So yeah. it's been, it's, it's been hard but overall, it's been really, really good. And it has made me do a lot more than I think I would have done before. So like, I don't think I would have had, um, I don't think I would have done this course or if I would have, I wouldn't have done it as soon. And even mm -hmm. like my boot camp, um, that got produced and knocked out a lot quicker too. Mm -hmm. um, because I'm like, you know what? My dad would have been, um, he would have been 63 this year. And I'm like, that is such a short life. I'm like, why am I doing something? Um, like, why am I dilly dallying around? I know I want to help people. I know I like training. I know I like these things and I'm not doing anything mm -hmm. through that. I'm going to take this lesson and go and do something that I enjoy doing and help other people. That's beautiful. So with the whole mindset, um, focus, how important do you feel like, you know, taking care of your mental health is in actual lash artistry? Like when we're talking about, you know, lash artists who's doing clients every single day, um, I feel like we interact with so many different people. And um, if you're always on Instagram looking at everyone else's work, uh, what do you think about, like, can you speak on that? Mindset is absolutely key. <clears throat> um, I think it is so, so, so important because 
we start, um, especially like being on Instagram a lot and talking to different clients, whether we realize it or not, like we're taking in their emotions and if they're mm-hmm. grumpy, like our mind, you know, cause we want to back them up and be like, yeah, he is a piece of crap or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so we start taking those negative emotions. And I think a lot of people don't realize that that starts to go into our mindset. Um, even just minuscule things, they start to compound and become big things. And, and so, um, Instagram, if you're on Instagram a lot, you're looking at so much beautiful work and you really start to question your own and you start to get anxiety um, and all of these different things. And if you don't have a strong mental game, you're going to continue having that anxiety. And instead of helping yourself, you're going to stay on Instagram and you're going to start beating yourself up more. And so what I have done, because I used to never have anxiety, honestly, I got it a couple years ago on my way to a training, actually, I literally know the exact time that I started having anxiety. But for me, I make sure if I get on Instagram and I feel any sense of anxiety, I immediately get off. And I like, I just turn my phone off. I set it down and I'm like, okay, what is causing my anxiety? And I go through my mind and I think about it and I'm like, is it because I saw that I have 19 messages and I don't want to open them because it might be something bad or Mm -hmm. am I starting to compare other people's work or what is the deal here? And so I really just break that down and calm myself down because it's not healthy. And as I've been listening to um, all of the other podcasts and things like that or books, I started thinking, I'm like, what? Um, um, what what successful person doesn't have a strong mind? Mm -hmm. Like it may have started out weak, but as you continue to grow, your mindset increases because you have to deal with more and more crap. You can put out one fire, but putting that fire out lights something else. And so you always have to like continue building that up and just do the best you can. Yeah. Is that, does that? Yeah. (laughs) No, it does. It does. And I think getting off of Instagram whenever you feel that way is super important. I have taken many like social media breaks and you know what I notice is um, like a lot of us, a lot of us, we come back after our little break and we explain ourselves and we Mm -hmm. say, Hey guys, this is why I wasn't gone. And I almost feel like we shouldn't even have to do that at this point. Like I want people when they don't see a post from me to know that I'm focusing on myself or I'm doing something that makes me happy and not be like, Oh my gosh, like, is she okay? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but I noticed that like I used to do that all the time. Like when I would take like a week or a month off and I've done that before. Um, I came back and I just felt like I had to, explain or apologize or right we have to justify our actions and it's like but why yeah I yeah um I also unfollowed a ton of people um that I just didn't really know or like ever talk to that maybe I had followed just so I could get followers or something Mm -hmm. I did that because and I also like muted some people that I don't really need to see all the time, but didn't really want to unfollow. But I did that because, you know, selfishly, I'm just kind of looking out for me and um, they're not making me feel good. I don't really want to look at their stuff and consume it, you know? 
I love that so much. I did that same thing. Um, the beginning of last year, I went and did that same thing. I was like, I don't know why I'm following you. I am followed <clears throat> actually a lot of meme accounts because they're funny, mm -hmm. but they're very, very negative. And so I erased that. I did the same thing. I blocked a few people. Um, we should be our number one priority. Like, yeah, I want to help others, but we have to make sure we're physically healthy, mentally healthy, um, just healthy all around. Because if we are not, then everything else is going to come crashing down around us. And we can't help people as best as we can. We can't run our business. Like, of course we need to be our number one priority. Right. So it's been kind of tricky though. Like I've been fighting with myself with this for a few years because I want to get on and I want to be really vulnerable with people. And I get really, really good engagement with that. But I always, every single time I do it, I'm like, should I post this? Should I not? Because I don't want to, I, I don't want people to think that I'm complaining or anything like that. But mm -hmm. I kind of just want to show them like, hi, I'm a real person. I know you might think that because I have however many followers or that my work looks like this, that I'm like some perfect being, but I'm not. I have emotions. I have life. And so I'm still trying to find balance with that because I think yeah. it is important for us to be vulnerable um, because I've made some really, really awesome connections that way. Yeah. I think that I respect, I, I respect people that do that so much because um, otherwise they're just another one of those accounts to me that I'm looking at like, shit, I need to step my game up. Like mm -hmm. I'm not doing enough. But when I see other people's like, relatability or hey they have their days too it just it makes me feel better and I'm more inclined to connect with those people you know what I mean yes absolutely so yeah I think everyone needs to do a little more of that I think just for a long time Instagram was about just putting your best face forward and your highlight reel and it was really not very genuine and mm -hmm. I think that's what caused so many people to have some like mental health issues you know I feel yeah. like it's really spiked the last few years and I think social media usage has a lot to do with that but mm -hmm. well and even like some of my clients who don't do lashes it's interesting to have conversations with them about how they compare themselves to bloggers and different things like that ah. and <clears throat> I'm noticing with myself I'm actually reminding them I'm like you guys know it's not real that is so posed this or that I was like I've heard so many different things about bloggers and how crappy their relationship actually is. I was like, you can't compare yourself anymore. Um, and I, I tell my girls at the salon that too. I'm like, do not compare your work to others. People come to you because they like your style. They like you as a person. If they wanted somebody else, they would go to somebody else. So stop stressing about that and focus on how amazing you are doing right now. Absolutely. And, and you have to think about the fact that no one is posting every single client that they do. They're posting their best retention pictures. They're posting their full sets that they like really, really took their time on or set like additional time for. Mm -hmm. um, no one's posting like their fills usually um, or, you know, just I, I think that we compare ourselves to people, but it's because we're looking at their absolute best work not even just lashing you know like you were saying bloggers too I don't like following bloggers anymore because I literally either. every picture is just like like uh I don't even know the word I'm looking for uh cur curated like mm -hmm. it's all just posted and uh or 
posed and just not real. And I don't, there's no reason to follow that really. And plus they don't even tell you where they bought something. You have to click a link and all that and screenshot. (laughs) (laughs) I hate that thing. Um, (laughs) but anyway, um, so I ask everyone this question. It's my overarching theme of really every episode is, um, overcoming quote unquote failures. Of course, um, looking back, a lot of things really aren't failures, but, uh, do you have a favorite failure? So, um, kind of like when we were emailing, I couldn't really think of a big defining moment for me. I feel like I've had smaller failures that, you know, just have like gradually started compounding onto each other. Um, and with these, I, I started having, you know, small wins and tiny breakthroughs. Um, but as we've actually started talking, I almost feel like I have had a couple failures. Um, and it's kind of random that, that, that this came to my head. But I feel like one of my bigger failures, we got our first house. We were there for just under two years. And when we first got it, I was training a lot. And my husband was doing wedding videography. We were you know, at the top, we were making a ton of money, whatever. And then we got into this house and we're like, I don't want to do this. He didn't want to do weddings anymore. He wanted to get more into cinematography. I was starting to have a ton of training anxiety. Um, I was really questioning myself. Was I a good enough trainer? Was I explaining things well enough for people understanding? And so, um, we, I stopped training as much because I let my anxiety control me and he stopped doing videos, and so our finances went down, and we needed to move out of that house, and to me, that was a huge failure. Um, I'm like, well, I had this big, beautiful house, but I let my mental health take control, Um, and now we're moving and whatever, but that actually wasn't a failure in the end. We are in a great little townhouse now that fits us so much better. Our relationship is better. My business Mm. is better my mental health is better, um, which is so like, it's so interesting, but that is kind of my big failure is I thought that I needed that big house and I needed all these things. And now that I didn't have it and now that I wasn't training and do all doing all of these other things that I was failing myself and I've learned from that. I've learned to take things at a better pace. And, um, obviously I've done a lot more for myself because I've got my boot camp out now and I've got my full course out now. So, um, yeah. Well, yeah, it really seems like you're doing a great job and you have, um, you have t-shirts and you have, you've had that, uh, gold bar necklace for a really long time mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Like, thank you. And every time someone mentions you, they always talk about how sweet you are and you've been mentioned on the show quite a few times too. So mm-hmm. you seem to be doing really well and you seem like you've inspired so many people. Well, I try. I like, I just kind of like I've at least tried to say earlier is I want to help people as much as I've been helped. You know, Mm -hmm. I just really, and I want our community to be really positive and helpful and continue to grow and motivate each other. I don't like cattiness and, um, people who are tearing themselves down. Like I want people to believe in themselves. And this, again, it goes back to me not believing in myself and being Mm -hmm. so hard on myself. And so by changing myself, I want to start changing the industry. I love that. 
So uh, the last question is, do you have a favorite quote or motto? Um, well, for anybody listening, I'm just going to say, follow me on Instagram and watch out for my daily mantras. Um, because those pretty much are just my thing. I try to wake up each day and I, it's not like a quote or motto or anything, but I just try to start my day with something positive. And I may not have like a daily mantra or even a weekly, but I just try to focus on something good that I can improve in myself and live my life that way, just a more positive, happy way. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. As I mentioned in the episode, all of the links to her training and social media handles will be in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to tag Lash Boss Radio and Mag's Lashes on Instagram and let us know. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon.